0: writing and directing was always the, the goal. I mean, because it was always about film, right? It was like, as soon as I realized that that's what someone can do, uh, like a lot of like things clicked for me. Um, if you want to become a filmmaker, there's no clear path. Uh, I think every person has their own um, path and that path, and I think this is this is the part, like I understood that I think when I started, but I, I, the part that I, that I wasn't told is that you don't necessarily define that path. You're a part of defining that path, but you can't look five years into the future and know that, like, and see every step that's going to take you there.
1: Hi, I'm Yaku, And I'm Mark. And we're in the same room. We'll see how long this lasts, this time. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to Department Spotlight. It's the show where we speak to our friends and colleagues in the film industry about their
2: experiences. In this video, we're speaking to Evan McDarvitz. He's a writer and director friend of mine and just a personal friend of mine that I've known for years and years and years. We met each other in high school. It's a whole cute thing. And we go into a lovely conversation about his burgeoning, blossoming career uh, going forward into the industry, and he's got lots of interesting tips and just insights into his path and his process. In part one, we're going into his path. So, we're talking all about how he got to where he is right
1: now and just some history and some insights. So, let's get into it.
0: Hi, I'm Evan Wigderovitz. I'm a writer, and director, and researcher from Joburg, and I'm currently living in Cape Town. And working sometimes,
1: if I'm lucky. (laughs) (laughs) During the pandemic.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I've um, directed a bunch of music videos and a couple of short films. Um, I've written a feature and co-written on another feature. Um, And I have a few projects in the works at the moment. And for the most part, my sort of day job is, is... being a researcher for, for commercials and TV shows and being a director's assistant as well. It's, yeah, it's, it's good experience. Cool, do so, so, you want to kick us off
1: with the yeah, questions? Yeah,
2: and sort of part one is going to be the path, and then part two is going to be the process. Um, so the cool. first question of the path is, uh, you went to Michaela School of Fine Arts in Cape Town. Uh, what were the pros and cons of going this route as opposed to sort of a more, like traditional film school, like after?
0: Well, I think I think the the reason that I went to Michaelis or an art school rather than a film school, um, had a lot to do with. First of all, I think a lot of the, the directors that I liked at the time in high school or like late high school, um, a lot of them seemed to not have gone to film school. Um and that 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 like interested me, I guess, because I, I was having to think about that. Um so that made me think about what the the pros of not not going to a film school would be. Um and I think studying fine art, I got to engage with film you know it was by the time I left Michaelis I was I was sort of doing my like own film studies um and then making work in relation to in relation to whatever I mean I, I was interested I did a semester on um Herzog I did Herzog I did like a. I'd actually never seen a, a Herzog film until until second year I think or third year um So then I was like, okay, maybe it was the guilt of not having seen a Herzog for months. So then I I like committed a full semester to watching uh, every single Herzog film I could. Um, And that guy's made a lot of films. That guy's made like over 70 films or something crazy. Um, And then, yeah, I made work in relation to that. So I made some video pieces and some print pieces in relation to that. And then the next semester I made work um, looking at how how landscape um, is used in in cinema and, and what it means to to show space on in, in films and, and yeah how how space can be interpreted in 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 film and then I made a, a body of work again like some sculptural stuff, video work, yeah it's it's the the, the starting point. With the Herzog stuff, I think it was a little bit more direct because I was referencing this film directly and using some, some of his clips. But with the landscape stuff, it became a little bit more abstracted, I think. Um, in my fourth year, I actually shot a short film. Um, I spent the first semester prepping and shooting that and I had no idea what I was doing because uh, I'd never been on a set before. I'd you know, never taken a single class in anything to do with cinematography or writing or casting or mm. editing or whatever um my my experience was mostly self-taught and uh, all the Haynes over there taught me a lot taught me most things that i know about editing in this world are taught by, by mark Haynes. No. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously a lot um, of
1: our viewers know from on the timeline mark does a lot of those episodes as well so
0: the Mark Haynes. um <laughs> um so I spent the first semester working on that um because I wanted to apply for for a master's in in film in like overseas like in America and I sort of kind of forgot that I was in art school a little bit and I think my lecturers started to like realize that too (laughs) (laughs) because you know making a short is like so consuming I mean making Mm. any film is so consuming Mm, mm. um so I'd shot and edited that by the end of the first semester. It was shot on a Blackmagic cinema camera that I had gotten because there was some independent film shooting in Cape Town and I'd helped them with another project. That was the first set I'd ever been on. I helped them with another project early in the year and I made like a deal with them to say, if I come PA on your set, on your this independent film that you're shooting for a few days, um, can you pay me by by letting me borrow your camera for the weekend so that's how we we got that camera um yeah and then then my friend cj shot it who was a photography student at michael's oh cool Um, yeah that that was an interesting experience and then the work that i made in the second semester in fourth year was completely different and about about um copying what it means to copy in
1: oh see it sounds like a lot of your work were like very sort of um Academic based, and then from the academic, obviously you talk about sculptures and video and stuff. So, would you say that like being at art school really like made you focus from academic outwards, um, or do you think it was still obviously the art, the art that you made that then inspired your writing?
0: Academic, yeah. I, I don't know. That, I, I guess it was it was it was academic because the process was kind of academic. But I think that that's like an like naturally a good place for me to be. Um, I I feel like I mean you're asking about writing specifically when when I'm writing something I I tend to do a lot of reading and watching before I start. So the idea is really only the seed for for any project. Um, and the the feature that I've written, I did about a year of research before I wrote anything. Yeah, I think that's just how, how it is in general. I wonder if the, I don't know if that comes from the the Makeda's process. Maybe, like I want to like fully understand the subject, I guess, before yeah, mm-hmm. or as fully understand it as possible, so I know what, what I can draw from. Mm.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think for me, when I helped you helped out on self copy the short film, uh, you're saying that you didn't know anything, sort of related to the sort of actual, like sort of practical sort of filmmaking side at that point. But then when I helped out on it and I had been at AFTER and I had gotten that side of it, your project was fulfilling this whole other side that I felt AFTER wasn't fulfilling for me. And I was like, oh shit, I don't know anything related (laughs) to like making something that's like conceptually strong, you know what I mean? Um, and has all of that background in terms of how it's relating to other films especially Um, because one thing I feel isn't really touched on um, in my film education was how this film sits and exists within other films which is what I feel like a lot of your Michaela's work also sort of looked at and one thing that I was um, missing out almost entirely
0: yeah yeah i mean i think to to like sort of answer your first question in short like i studied i think i got the opportunity i could just watch as many films as i want and like write it off as as me contributing to to my schoolwork. you know that was the the good excuse i think yeah because i think um this now this touches on the, the path and the process and i'm sure you guys will agree that so much of of what informs my, like, approach to, to work, to films, is, is, is watching, is other films. I definitely think that at this stage of my life, I'm, like, becoming, like, a, a filmmaker. I'm, like, definitely, like, getting there, but I'm definitely much more of a film watcher. Like, my, the ratio is, is defi- like, film watcher is like, is, is much, much heavier than, than the basket of film, filmmaker. It's, it's getting there, you know, that's always the goal. But, but I, I don't know if you guys feel the same.
1: It probably also ties in with your researching job, because I'm sure you're like, looking for like yeah. screen, sh- screenshots of films that fit into this brief, or probably doing yeah. that all the time.
0: Yeah, I mean, researching is, I think, something that I'm like, because of exactly that same reason, like, I'm like naturally like in, inclined to it because because you have to watch so much and you have to like do like constant like analyzing as you're watching but but yeah i i don't know there's like a it's like research also like falls into the commercial side of of um filmmaking i guess mm. more much more maybe yeah. i'm jumping a bit ahead
1: <laughs> mm. um yeah because we're still on the path right so uh after you made the short in um in your honors uh, did you use that short then to try to make other films or did you just go straight into sort of the yeah, traditional yeah. I need a job
0: no I so so I, I I didn't end up getting into into the film school that I wanted to and I mean looking back now I definitely wasn't ready um I think I would be like way more ready now. But like, that's not what I want to do now. <laughs> I want I to make a whole now. I don't know. I, I don't know how that stuff works. But I you I, 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 so I, that, that film didn't really have much of a life um, in the world. I also couldn't really like afford to enter festivals. And it sort of had the one function of, of being, you know, the supplement, the supplement for, for the master's application. So I mean, it still exists in the world, but but it definitely didn't lead to me making more films. Just then, it it yeah, I, I went sort of straight into researching at a, a production company in Joburg. I was a full time researcher there for two years ish, um, just over two years, and I learned a lot. But I think the last year ish that I was there, I kind of felt like a plateau. Yeah, I'd like gotten everything I could out of that. Yeah, tell us.
1: Kind of tell us a little bit about that decision to do research specifically, and not something else. I don't
0: know how much of a decision it was. It was. It was. The, so. So, like literally a week before I I finished at Michaelis, I was offered this job um, at this production company in Joburg, and it was at a film company, a film production company. I think my idea of 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 what that meant was quite different from from um the actual work that I ended up doing because i also knew nothing about re- what researching meant like what that means in especially in the commercials context so this company mostly did commercials they did have some other other projects going on but but i don't think it was a, like a very informed decision um
1: in terms of like uh doing like going to the company you said you didn't really get what you wanted what were you looking for
0: yeah, I think my expectations were to a be um, be more involved in like a meaningful creative process. So be be like if I thought I thought the projects that we're working on were going to be more meaningful and we're going to be more like substantive, like a, a film that I would be interested in that I could contribute creatively to in whatever capacity. But um, that was definitely not the nature of the work. Um, yeah, it felt like a bit of an office job. Like I was I was like wake up nine to five, sort of we in mm. do some stuff on a computer. Mm. Um one time uh the the printer was broken and the, the the production manager was like, Hey, you can't you fix the printer for us? You you didn't you study printmaking? <laughs> That's quite a good one. That's quite a classic zinger. <laughs> um <laughs> but i fixed the printer and i' helped set up emails and and that sort of thing yeah it was, it was it was it was but 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 i did get to be on on big commercial sets when there were shoots um and obviously in a commercial there's a lot of money so you, you shoot with the top end gear you shoot with experienced crew you get to see how lighting systems work um you get to work with a range of DOPs. So I got, I got some incredible experience at this company. I, I really did. And by the end, by, by the time I left, I was, I was ADing on sets and, um, I had, I had developed a, a good relationship with, with, um, a lot of the directors there. Yeah. it it. by the time I left, I was ready to leave and I'd gotten everything I could out of them. Cool. Um,
1: yeah. Did you did you always know going into this that you wanted to be a director or a writer? Obviously you did make the short film in in your uh, studies, but did you like was there like a moment where you were like were like during like at this production where you were like this is the thing that I want to do? Or, or not really?
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I mean since since I was I don't know, mark can tell you. I don't know. 15 or something. Uh, writing and directing was always the, the goal. I mean, c- because it was always about film, right? It was like, as soon as I realized that that's what someone can do, uh, like a lot of like things clicked for me. I was like interested in all of the elements that make up a film, music, acting, story, composition, all of these things are, are so that you can make, you can have a whole, a whole, career on like one of those paths but being a, a director you, you you sort of have to be involved in all of that stuff which is, is, is super appealing to me um, so as soon as I like realised that and that's what I wanted to do
2: So you mentioned that you had different roles on the set that you worked on um, I know personally when we'd hang out, um, and you would just speak about what you've been doing, you would say that, oh, you had done this, you'd had this position on this set and this position on that set and this on that set. And so I just wanted to ask like, what, what are the different roles you've had on sets and what are some of the sort of the key takeaways that you've had from, from each?
0: Hmm. It was during during that period it was mostly um paing initially uh product being a production assistant which actually the the uh, the job varies so much being being a production assistant um depending on on the the scale of of the job sometimes you're the only pa sometimes you're like one of five or whatever and i'm sure on like huge Hollywood films they have like 30 PAs um and that yeah I think it's a a really it's a really good place to start getting experience on set because you you're part of the AD's department but you're also kind of involved in every department um so because you're the production assistant anyone in the production really can can ask you for assistance so um, a lot of carrying stuff, a lot of lifting, a lot of uh, pushing and pulling um, a lot of painting studio walls different colors yeah and, and sometimes like you, you you're locking off the set and I mean I think that's the most common role for a PA you're locking off the set making sure people are being quiet, sort of echoing the ad. That sort of thing, but I was also I always always try to be close to the director because I, I I worked with the directors and I often did research for those those same directors. I I would I sort of transitioned into being an unofficial director's assistant, um, pretty much just shadowing them. That the being super observant, really trying trying to stay focused as much as possible throughout the day, which which can can get pretty hard on set because you're doing multiple takes and then there's a big break in between and you know you're you only actually rolling the camera for such a short small fraction of the day that's often when people think okay now I've got to focus but I try to stay as focused as possible throughout the shoot to preempt things you know to 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 get the director his coffee to go bring the ladder to go fetch the actress whatever before someone needed to ask me necessarily and then and then I started um ADing on small shoots so in mostly uh, studio shoots, um i uh, uh, mostly, mostly AD'd on on, let's just say uh, a famous chicken, chicken brand.
2: <laughs>
0: Deep fried. Um the 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 shots where the drumsticks like fall and crash into each other in super slow motion.
2: Yeah. Those
0: were, yeah, those are like. That's like take two hundred that you're looking at there. <laughs> um, awesome. So I ad on on a bunch of studio studio shoots for for one of the directors, which was a really cool experience. Um, and that's pretty much running the set. But if you're working with 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 good people, I mean, because I I look really young and I was really young to be an AD on those shoots. The the like. By the end of the day, people started listening to me because I realized like I understood what I was doing. But at the beginning of the day, or like I mean, if I'd never worked with with a crew member before, they like were a little bit like suspicious of like who's this like, I guess I was maybe 23 or 24, but I looked seventeen or eighteen. <laughs> um who's who's this kid telling telling me to to cut, you know that's yeah, but then, but then by the time I'd like worked with those crew members again, we we developed a, a rapport and and a mm. sense of trust. So that was a good experience. Very stressful. Is this still AD.
1: is this still during the time that you were working at that company? Yeah,
0: this is still when I was working in Jo'burg, um, and then at the same time I was I was um, trying to find my own project. I, direct, I directed a, a very small short that I don't think anyone anyone's going to see anytime soon. Mark edited that. um That's so good. Yeah. Yeah, you think it's good yeah i don't know about it anymore i'm like a little bit
2: i'd like to see what they
0: know <laughs> about it let's give it some let's give it some 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 space and time i've, I've stepped back <laughs> from that project. and and, uh, and i also directed a bunch of uh music videos as well during the the time i was in joburg also all self-produced pretty much um the production company did help with the one but yeah it's it's it, it was it was a a varied range of experience um and then in 20 i think mid 2019 i left that company and started freelancing
1: tell us about your freelancing obviously freelancing in research
0: right yeah mostly research but also um ad and a couple of ad ad jobs on on set um and some some writing work yeah. as well um but by the time I'd I'd left that company I had started working with um Brown Flamingo so I, I think I was with Brown Flamingo for like or started the relationship with Brown Flamingo for about 6 months into um into my last 6 months at that company pretty much
1: okay yeah so oh, you're so freelancing would you say you're freelancing for brown flamingo or did they employ a little confused Mm
0: -mm. there (laughs) yeah so it is maybe a bit confusing so there's sort of like two branches um and the one branch is like mostly commercials mostly commercial researching occasional work on set uh ading on on smaller shoots um and then and then the brown flamingo work which so brown flamingo is uh an independent film production company that started a few like two or three maybe more now three or four years ago um by nolita mkulusi she's like a very very cool producer um very sharp very cool so it's a, it's a production company but it's also modeled as a collective so so it's very collaborative all of the people involved and it's a group of writers and directors and a couple of producers, um, all collaborate on, on each other's work. By the time I left that production company, I, I had gotten involved, um, co-writing a screenplay with my friend Mzonke Maloney, who, who had written a draft, but he'd, he'd brought me on to, to, to do a rewrite, I guess, to, to, yeah, just look at that script and see, see where it could do with some attention. Um, what was working, what wasn't working, to reshape it a little bit. Um and so care works with Nolita at, at Brown Flamingo. Yeah, so so I was I was researching freelancing and writing for for the next year. Um and then we were about to go into production for that film that I that I had co-written on. Uh, we'd we'd secured funding from local funders, the NFEF, IDC, DTI. This was in March last year. We'd we'd started scouting locations, we did castings, we were like polishing up scenes in the script. I mean, we were literally like sitting in castings watching people come like big famous actors come do callbacks and talking to DOPs. And then early, late March, early April, we'd gone to the location a bunch of times. We did a, a shoot day with the DOP and we were like about to start official prep for this film. And then obviously the the global <laughs> pandemic happened.
1: <laughs> Little thing. Um, i have
0: heard of it. <laughs> yeah. So that that put, put the, the brakes on that project, which, yeah, was you know like quite a lot to process but in a way i i feel like my involvement was not not finished with the project but it was i like the, the bulk of my involvement with the project was like already done by that point but it was still it was a it was a heavy a heavy one to take um, was the
1: film just straight up canceled or did they just postpone it no
0: so so the film um is still very much alive um but i think as is often the case with with a a project that was started three years ago the 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 way that things that you relate to things on the page um change obviously over over that that period so we're probably going to do do so uh we're probably going to do a rewrite um in the next couple of months um just because and I'm sure you guys have experienced this as well. That that it's not only like a personal thing, like how I personally relate to the film, but how how the film or how the script. Uh, I grew. No, no, it's it's like relative to the to the, to, to the zeitgeist, relative to oh. the discourse. You know, like how how does how how relevant does this film feel?
2: Yeah.
0: Now, with what we have in front of us, it maybe felt way more relevant a year ago. But yeah. we need to shift it uh, to feel to feel more more meaningful, I guess. Something, yeah, mm-hmm. that felt very that felt very poignant a year ago may seem obvious today. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that, that that that's how I'm going into the rewrite.
1: Cool. So maybe um, can you just sort of summarize uh, what have you been doing, obviously since lockdown? and then um if you can disclose any plans please cool. tell us what you up to
0: cool so then um the lockdown happened and um i i moved to cape town back to cape town with my partner so i'm from joburg but obviously i studied in cape town and moved back to joburg for a few years and now i'm back in cape town and um i like the first half of lockdown i, I like most people, I don't know, like it wasn't my like priorities were were sort of undefined in a way mm. um, just because there was so much uncertainty mm. in the air. And then in about July, August, you um, know, Lita gave me a call, my producer gave me a call and said that she had an idea to make um, an anthology film with with the Brown Flamingo Collective um, to get a few a few of us involved and to each write and direct our own short around a certain theme that uh would would um live live together in a sequence as a feature film. So an anthology of of four short films. Um mm-hmm. so that was in like July and then August I I we'd meet every week and then I I wrote the screenplay through the month of like August, pretty much. And then we shot early, early September. Um, so that was very unexpected and very different to, to the way that I, I usually approach, um, work. Like I said, I, I I spent a year on on the first screenplay before Mm -hmm. I even (laughs) wrote him and that was like an entire short written and shot in like two or three months. Yeah. Um, but obviously with the collective you know you have that that support and that input um so yeah that that's in in post-production at the moment it's Amazing. very exciting do you know when that's
1: yeah. coming out or is that not a not yet
0: um we, we're aiming to to do festivals um okay, in the next, cool. over, the, over the next year from may or june or whatever you know like uh, yeah. So we, we, we're busy figuring that out. So hopefully it'll it'll be finished. You know, being finished and coming out are kind of two different yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it'll be it'll be finished um in the next couple of months and then come out. I don't know, I have no idea. Um yeah, yeah so so cool. that's the one thing. And then I'd also I've also been been um working with another another production company in Cape Town, assisting the director. I worked on a TV show. It was super fun um yeah just trying to to get to know some some film filmmakers in cape town as well and, and the film industry a little bit and mm. crew and all of that stuff um yeah so that's like, now now we're in the present
1: amazing i think they, yeah, i think that's very cool i mean for part one the path that like explains exactly how you obviously went from film school to or art school to where you are now. Maybe just to end off, you could just uh, end off part one at least. You could just tell us maybe if you have any advice for anybody else looking to become a director. Yeah.
0: Cool. Well, in terms of advice, I think, I think first of all, I think the most important thing to say is that I'm very much at the beginning. I feel like I'm at the beginning of my career or like at the the end of the the beginning of my career. So, yeah. Um, I speak from a a relatively limited experience. Um, But but from that limited experience, I can say that uh, if you don't know this already, you have to accept it as soon as possible, that there's no, um, if you want to become a filmmaker, there's no clear path. Uh, I think every person has their own um, path. And that path, and I think this is this is the part. Like I understood that I think when I started, but I, the part that I, that I wasn't told is that you don't necessarily define that path. You're a part of defining that path, but you can't look five years into the future and know that like and see every step that's going to take you there. You you can have the goal in mind, but but start to accept that that you're only a, a, a part of defining the path to getting to that goal. um that's a little bit of a philosophical piece of advice it's not very practical is it maybe maybe the second piece of advice is always try bring a hat to set that's yeah that's good good. it's
1: very good but yeah it's exactly what you're saying like i mean um it's also good to know as like a newcomer exactly what you're saying because if you know a lot of traditional jobs have that thing of like okay you start as a junior accountant and then you get promoted to uh, a senior account or an assistant to, I don't know how accounting works, but but you know, there's like a very clear path in these traditional Mm -hmm. jobs. And I think entering the film industry can be very overwhelming, not knowing how am I gonna get to where I wanna be. So I think you telling, you know, saying like, just just start, you know, and then eventually you will get there. I think that's very good advice, yeah. Cool, okay, so that's it for part one. So, we will see you in two weeks, but Evan, we're going to be recording part two right now. (laughs) Cool man, cheers! Bye! And that was it for part one of our conversation with Evan. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, and you would like to see other things from us, we actually have a whole YouTube channel, which you can check out at youtube.com slash We've got a ton of filmmaking content on there, a bunch of how-tos, camera reviews, you name it. So go check it out and consider subscribing. But until next time, go out there, stay safe, make Make your movie. movie.